0: This episode is brought to you by Pittsburgh Comics, recently named one of the best comic book stores by the Pittsburgh City Paper. Pittsburgh Comics is the premier comic shop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, located in McMurray, conveniently near Route 19 and Route 79. Pittsburgh Comic carries a large collection of new and back-issue comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, games, statues, action figures, and more. Don't forget Comics Perks! With the Comics Perks program, you can earn points on every purchase you make in the store. You get a point for every dollar spent, and every 100 points can be redeemed for $10 off a future purchase. Go to PittsburghComics.com for more, or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The comic book pit? Okay. Okay. Movies have
1: been celebrating silver anniversary. What? Twenty five years?
0: Yeah, yeah. twenty five
1: years. Yeah, it's 20, hard to believe. Twenty five years of kicking tires and lighting fires. Okay. Yeah,
0: and welcome to
2: Earth. That's right. I was gonna say, when welcoming people to Earth. <laughs> yeah, Earth. <laughs> Punch. So on, 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 on yeah. that, on that. Uh, Weird opening. Welcome to the new episode of Comic Book Pit. This is episode 388. I'm Dan, and with me tonight, we've got Scott. Yep, I'm that guy, Scott. <laughs> that guy, Scott, Sorry. and Jared. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we just wanted to open the show by mentioning and thanking one of our sponsors, New Dimension Comics. They're fr- great friends of the show and We're so appreciative that they are one of our sponsors. They are bringing back one of their awesome events. They haven't had it in a while because of course, because of the last year and a half, everything has been on fire. But Cosplay Karaoke is coming back on Wednesday, August 25th. It's going to be down at the Hard Rock Cafe. And the theme is called It's About Time. So it's going to be a time travel theme, although you can cosplay as anything. But the, you know, they uh, they'll be taking non-time traveling cosplays, but you're encouraged to dress for the theme. And they give out prizes for best in show, best costume, most musical performance, and crowd favorite. All winners will receive tickets to th- the upcoming Three Rivers Comic Con plus other amazing prizes. And if you go to the Cosplay Karaoke Facebook page, you you know all the details. Times, tickets, all that stuff, but it's a lot of fun. These, I've been to so many of those cosplay karaoke events, and it just each one is more fun than 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 the last. And if uh, you're if you're interested in you know having some fun, getting out among the nerds and cosplayers, and having a little bit of a little bit of normalcy, trying to you know get that back into your life, then I would I would encourage you to go. And, uh, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy the evening, watch people sing some songs dressed in various costumes. It's a lot of fun.
1: I want to wear a, um, an actual life preserver though, you know, in, in ode to the back to the future, (laughs) um, except that the future is actually jacked and we do need life preservers. So that's yeah. like I don't know. You're not wrong because vests were all the rage in '85. So, <laughs> in 1985.
2: Yeah, I, I, th- I definitely had a quilted vest in the '80s. It'd be like it something is
1: wrong with the gravity.
2: <laughs> it was heavy. Uh, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't orange like Marty McFly's. I believe mine was a navy blue. Yeah. It. Um. But yeah, quilted vests definitely. Definitely. A thing oh, nice. <laughs> And they they kind of made a comeback I feel like because I, I think I bought one a couple of yeah. years ago and
0: so be bopping around Mount Lebo on your skateboard or one under the back of trucks <laughs> yeah <funny>. uh... <laughs> is there is there a delay Scott I think has is having some um... connectivity issues yeah no well you're oh really
1: Okay, yeah, well, let's see icon
0: for your connection. It's like it keeps going like red with an exclamation point
1: uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let me uh get some some traffic out of the way. yeah, you're about so yeah, now that you have a exclamation point over your connectivity
0: it's it's like talking to like a correspondent on the other side of the world. I'm like tell us what's on the ground there Scott and then you you, you wait like 30 seconds and they're like thanks man <laughs> The scene here is one of chaos. <laughs> now it's green. Yes, yes,
1: chaos. Now I'm okay. <laughs> now so is it working? I, think so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it looks like it's you, stable.
2: Yeah, you tell us how how's it are we coming in okay? Yeah,
1: you guys were fine the whole time. It, it's it was just mine, I guess. So I I moved my laptop away from my phone so that the signal wouldn't get disrupted by another okay. device. I think that might, that might be why. What, for half what a did second, it? I think when we so, started,
2: I heard like a little bit of yeah. feedback.
0: It almost like you had a notification on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of skipping again.
1: Yeah, it's like. see I can't actually see that on my end like I don't see where it says my connection like it shows Jared's and it's beautiful like 100%
2: I think there's still a delay Yes.
1: Uh, no because I got a narrow
2: oh that sucks
1: what's up with technology Oh, yeah. Wow. I see that now. Okay. Woo. Of
0: course, I'm helping things by sending you a. All right. A let me try something here. <laughs> Andy's gone. I like well, I learned something this week, Dan. Yeah. I learned because I went to a free comic book day. Mm hmm. And at, at the. I'm assuming you still use this, at the New Dimensions. And um, when I was checking out, they had the, uh, the Red Room Free Comic Book Day comic book by The Register. And, you know, the free, the, the free comics themselves weren't of great interest to me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I found historically that they're kind of, I don't know, never really seem to float my boat. In years past, it's been like a declining, uh, diminishing return with my interest in them. So they really got to like grab me to grab it and being right there at the register. I was like, I it, I'll grab it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was on Facebook and there's people in the parts of the world where they're not spoiled with a million comic book stores in close proximity. Like we are. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about like, Oh, I couldn't get the, the red room free comic book day. Like my store or whatever didn't have it. And then people and someone was like, mine, too. And I went to eBay and already scored a copy. Wow. So so I was curious, like, what what is the fetching price for these things? Uh, You know, on the same day that they were readily available, um, they were going for about five dollars a piece. But what I noticed and what I learned in the point of all this is there is a premium put on the not having the stamp on the book right
2: that That is is correct
0: and so then when i went to phantom on sunday they had a stack and i checked they stamped them as well but here's what i was thinking daniel here's what went through my mind Mm -hmm. is like this particular book if it is indeed a fetching item on ebay would it not increase the value of the book if it was stamped by the store that is mere blocks or my, I don't know exactly how far but in tight proximity to where it was created
2: that's that's actually a very good point yeah it's it's from his hometown so i feel like yes, that would add a little bit to it
0: it's like over the hill from where the dude made it yeah
2: like, i mean i mean
0: he it's he kind goes of goes to, to these... do that but that's
2: <laughs> well you know it's not i mean you're not wrong i mean it's I mean, I mean, he he goes to these very stores and does signings and appearances. I mean, they're, they're not just some random store in the middle of Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, this these are stores in his hometown.
0: Yes. A mere hop, skip, and jump from the kayfabe compound. That's true. Is where this came from. So I think it would increase the value of the book rather than decrease it. I think. Yeah.
2: You might have to point that out to again, yes, if you I'd were have to make that a selling point. Yeah. You'd have to point that out to a prospective buyer uh, if if they didn't really understand that initially. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a, that is a good point. That's really interesting. I had not thought
0: of that. It's a little, like I said, it's a little gross. I don't think I'll do it, <laughs> but in the same op- way, if one were inclined, it's an angle to play.
2: Yes, it is. It's definitely, you definitely always have that in your back pocket. Yes, always be closing. If you if you ever are like, man, I could really use five bucks for right about yeah. now,
0: plus another five for shipping, so it's like ten bucks. <laughs> right,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Is oh. that is that Scott? Yeah, Nick Scott's back.
1: Scott back on the laptop. Okay. So okay. Low, low sound. <laughs> you <you're... laughs> It's one or the other, I guess. He's got to get up
0: on that microphone. But
1: I think my I think my phone was about to burst into flames it was so hot. <laughs> so, I'm like, "Okay, well that that failed." So, All
2: right, well, we'll just just keep on plugging away. I should actually be able to uh the nice thing about Squadcast because we're recorded individually. I oh, should sweet. be able to pump your your recording oh, well, up volume. a little bit. Okay.
0: Dan, did you catch yourself because you didn't want to make an 80s movie reference? <laughs> Pump up the volume? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, it. I, I feel like that was like maybe 10% in the back of my mind. Yes, that was – yeah. You know what's weird? I've actually been wanting to watch that recently because it's been so long, and I, I do remember – I mean, despite the – was that 80s or early 90s? Either way, late 80s, early 90s.
0: Well, I, I, I contend that you can go up to like 91 and still consider it 80s because the time by trends catch up. And when right. like something is produced and by the time it's released. And uh, yeah, there's a whole theorem I have and a formula. I could I'll get the whiteboard out here and I'll <laughs> uh, work that up. Just that general
2: era, that late 80s, early 90s when I was a senior in high school slash a freshman in college and feeling a little, you know, you, you feeling, you know, you get you, you start getting your rebellious streak going because you're you're venturing out on your own and and that that's right around the time I saw that movie and I really enjoyed it, just you know, despite the era. I mean, so I I feel like a lot of it would still would still resonate, would still hold up today.
0: Pirate radio is a timeless topic. Just it's 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 po- it's basically podcasting. Yeah. it is. It's proto podcasting. Yeah, without the uh, the thrill of uh, being like jailed for it. Yeah.
2: We'll <laughs> so anyway, so you were you were talking to us about uh, free comic book day. That's right. And and you said so so the 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 free comics didn't really do much for you, but you but you they went were- for other things
0: correct they were not the draw they were merely the excuse to go down to the new dimension store at the waterfront um i still hadn't i had not been to the new the new new location mm-hmm. in the old best buy uh, so it was an excuse to go down there and go to the store an excuse to go digging through long boxes i didn't know if they were going to have a sale or not and i figured whatever a dollar a dollar boxes is his i'll I won't be greedy or, or whatever about that. So that I was like whatever. So it was an excuse to go down there, and I, I woke up. Not like did it, like I like, got up early, for me on a Saturday, and I was ready to go. And then I noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, I was too early because they didn't open right away. <laughs> and mm. Then Google told me one time. That's when I reached out to you. Oh yeah, and then I found the Facebook like their Facebook like um, pay the event page on Facebook. It told me like the real time. So because my wife then woke up, she's like, "I thought you were leaving." I was like, "They're not open yet." I was like, "I got up (laughs) way too early." Um. So I got down there, not long after they opened, and I didn't know what to expect. Um. So it took like I said, took you know, being the way the world is, I took my mask with me just in case, but I'm vaccinated, so like, whatever. I just sort of play things uh, judiciously now when I go out into the world. Absolutely. Um, and uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't crowded. But again, that's a big room, so to get make that room crowded, you'd need a lot of people. Yeah. But it wasn't crowded
2: it, by any stretch. It is a very big store, yes.
0: And uh, I thought that was pre- and so I was just like, wow, look at this place. And then, um, there's just like a giant section of the boxes so that's i went straight there um and i didn't i didn't wear my mask and i was glad i didn't because i'm chubby and i got started getting hot just like fiddling through boxes like i was starting to, to glisten a little bit so if i had my mask on i would have been a puddle um and then i'll cut to the chase with the people being like this guy's one of those when i started going around people I, I, I masked up. Um, and then I held the place up because they couldn't tell who I was. No. I'm um, <laughs> surprised that doesn't happen more. People <laughs> Like, I'm thoughtful and caring. Put your hands in the sky and give me all your money. Um, Would you mind using some hand sanitizer before you empty your cash drawers, please? <laughs> um, so then I went through the box. And they got so many boxes down there. And... And they're not in order and that's like whatever. Like I have thoughts on that, but I'm not gonna be critical. Um I feel like a dollar is like the line, like it'd be nice, but I, I get it, you know, like it it's a dollar, so I'll dig. That's kind of the fun. But in the same token, like it's a dollar, you could probably organize it, but whatever. <laughs> um like if they were a quarter, I'd be like, Okay, this is a quarter you pay for what you get. Um so I started searching. I really had nothing in mind, um, except lately I found myself uh, – my preferences have turned to, like, 70s-era action comics, Oh, like Carrie Bates-era action comics. Okay. So I don't know if you guys ever dabbled in, in that era of Superman stories or that would you'd been – even we. Maybe in 1975.
1: Well, I'm sorry, Scott. What was, that? <laughs> <laughs> was that not long enough?
2: Um, no, I, I did not. Uh, I, yeah, I would have been way too young. No. Too young. Okay. To, uh, to, I, I didn't get into comics until the mid '80s, like the oh, okay. early okay, to mid '80s, and even then, um, action was not in my
0: like it wasn't with,
2: cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I just wasn't into Superman. Like, I mean, everyone knows Superman. I mean, he's like the arguably like next to Jesus Christ, like the neck, like the, the most recognizable figure in the, the modern right. I, I think that's, that's a proven fact.
0: I don't think that's arguable. I yeah, think that's, that's uh, true. Yeah. Right. That's, that's subjective or objective. Yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, anyway, I never got into yeah. Superman or action okay. or anything like that. Okay.
0: Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know. How, I think just it's not been. I don't, I don't forget how I. I just like them. They're whimsical. They're a little corny. They're a lot corny. Um, but they're whimsical and they're just. I just. I don't. Know, they're funny and and stupid and I enjoy them for what they are. And they're not just so like modern comics. I feel, particularly comics like of of like when I started reading them on. Are are very serious. Take themselves very seriously, for the most part particularly like big two comics um with exceptions of course but these ones are just like stupid and silly and i enjoy them for what they are and most of them are self-contained which is nice too you don't have to read like like to now like mm-hmm. action comics i still read action comics now it, it, it's this current sterling's fine but it's it's just drawn out and i feel like if this was uh 45 years ago this would have been like 20 pages, and then I would have had, like, a Mike Grow green Arrow story in the back. So, but, um, so I, I was picking up those, and it's, like, random old Superman's, and just some other, like, whatever's that caught my eye. Like, so nothing really in mind. I almost, almost, like, broke the bank, because they had, like, a big, like, run. I went over to where the books are organized, but they're a little more expensive where they're organized, and I found, like, a bunch of, like, savage dragons, it's, like, filling, gaps in my collection and I had pulled like a big chunk out and then I started like doing math in my head and I'm like no <laughs> like I'll just wait for a basement sale <laughs> like I know where these things come from I'll just go to the source and get them
2: cheaper It's playing the uh, the game here that is funny yeah when you start doing that that comic like it, like any other given day I can barely do math but when it comes to comics I'm like goodwill hunting like, okay, <laughs> I can afford this many comics right now today, but if I wait three and a half weeks when I have this much money in my account, I can afford this much, and and then, oh, wait, but then Christmas is coming up, and I'll get some money for Christmas. You know, it's like you start doing all this, like, math and rationalization. Yeah. and. We're like that Julia Roberts GIF. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: And um, I there was – so when I started picking – I didn't know I didn't know what I was going for and uh, so I just sort of like just started grabbing and if you know how it is like you just grab and then like you start at the end you do that little like cut down and everything goes through the cuts mm-hmm. um, I really didn't cut that much in fact I found I almost grabbed like duplicates which would have been I really would have kicked myself when I got home I found out I I grabbed two of the same issues in a few things so because the boxes are in whatever order, I just put them in the nearest box next to me. I didn't feel like going back to where I found them from.
2: Yeah,
1: they're not in order anyway, so. No, <laughs>
0: you can sort of tell when you stumble across a lot. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And because there's just like, either they're they're bagged and boarded, or they're just bagged, or there's like a run of you know there's just something about the books. The feels are, you know, consistent all of a sudden and things like it. It's hard to um, to put into words, mm-hmm. but those who know will know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Huh. So, so we're saying uh, free comic book day was a non-event for free comics. They, That's they're... what I'm
0: saying. Because then when I went to Phantom on Sunday to pick up like my normal books, um. They are telling me that they didn't really have the turnout that you one expect on a free comic book day.
1: Yeah, and it was up against, you know, the Steel City Con was also occurring for us. That was probably pulling a lot of people. Mm. Um, but this
0: store is like right next to Steel City Con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like if any store is going to like pick up some, you know, sloppies from the Steel City Con. Right. It's that store. True. But I,
1: I went through the list before the day, you know, because you can go to their website and see what books or something like that. And I think a couple stores posted and they said, hey, come and get them. Here's, here's our books. And I didn't see anything that made me want to run out and go, go grab anything. I, I I was like, oh, okay, you know, Batman, you know.
2: But I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I was like... Well, here's the funny thing. You know, I I, I didn't have an opportunity to Uh, Go out last weekend, everything, you know, we were just busy both days. And, uh, but then I thought, well, you know what? Sometimes they, they put them on comiXology. Mm. And they only had the DC ones. Oh, wow. And so I, I doubt, I mean, they were free. So I downloaded them because I was like, well, I, I feel like I want to read something for free comic book day. And it was... Uh, there was a, like like you said Scott, there was a Batman one. Yeah. There was a one called Batman and Robin and Howard, which was by Jeffrey Brown, which was it was cute. It was like a basically Damian Wayne as uh, uh, goes to a you know he Bruce sends him to an elementary school, which huh. is kind of kind of cute, kind of funny. There's a a Beast Boy. And Raven, like a young adult hmm. book, and then and of course capitalizing on the recent Suicide Squad movie and the popularity of King Shark, there is a it says Suicide Squad oh, yeah. special edition King Shark. So yeah, that was that was all that. I mean, How? you would th- think for I mean the comics are free anyways, so why wouldn't they just why wouldn't the publishers just put them all on Comicsology like Like the day after, like, don't, don't take it away from the, from the, the, the retailers, you know, still give the retailers the opportunity to give them away and draw people in. But like the week after, why not put them all out for free on comiXology? It
1: could be partly for distribution reasons because DC's got their own deal now. So they might be like, Hey, we're able to just do it right away. You know, Diamond might have some other kind of goofy rule to make them wait so who knows you know but they're yeah, like good point keep the retailers happy you know since they get they get the most flack
0: anyway so but. so have any of those that you downloaded were, were they i know you did some quick hits but do you feel like you missed out by not going to a store and getting tangible copies or were you just like
2: Eh, I don't have to throw this away now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I for me the the free comic books I very rarely keep them anymore. I used to keep everything mm-hmm. and I'd even bag it and board it and it would get put be put a mar, put that it would be part of my collection. But now uh, more recently, I they would either get put in my box for taken to our comic swaps. Or if they were, like, I would collect the more juvenile or, like, young adult ones. And I would occasionally wrap them up and send them to my nieces and nephews. You know, because yeah. they, they don't know. They don't care. They're getting some comic books, you know. So, yeah, I uh, they don't really hold the same cachet for me as they did years ago. Like, I, I feel like they were... They, I don't want to say they were more important, but I, you
0: know, I I kind of feel the same way. I feel like the quality has dropped. Yeah, I feel like they're just very they're very much disposable. And I feel like they're they're like half hearted attempts. Like it's just more like I I, I don't want
1: to it's like throwing a I know it's
0: always been a gimmick to like draw people in, but it just feels like. There's no. Uh, they're just, anymore. they're just throwing secure.
1: a bone now. They're just like here, here's yeah. something, yeah.
0: yeah. Here's it, some shit, yeah. Yeah,
2: I at least for the for the for the big two, I feel like Free Comic Book Day only exists for them to put out some like you said like a half-hearted. Uh, oh, here's a whatever. Here's a half a comic book that's going to be a lead into our our next event, and the other half is going to be a reprint. Or mm-hmm. a flip book of something else that we're trying to get you to you know, buy later on. You know, it's I mean I remember like when literally like when free comic book day started, it started with Ultimate Spider Man number one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the the very first free comic book day, I think
0: the only one available
2: was was Ultimate Spider-Man number 1. Yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah, I remember it was a reprint and I got it at the uh I remember getting it at the movie theater because it was in conjunction with the release of the first movie. Mhm. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then then I, I don't know. Maybe I don't I, mean, I don't think we're old and jaded because it's not like we were young youngsters when it started. It's just I don't know, 20 years, it sort of the well, has fallen off.
2: Right, it, it it's it's definitely. I mean, so many things have changed with the industry. It it makes sense that oh. Free Comic Book Day has also changed.
1: The other big change this year was just the the time of year. I mean, it was uh, May. It was always the first Saturday of May, and they pushed it back this year. So I think it's it just all uncharted territory.
2: That's that's another good point, Scott, because you know the first weekend in May we we're still technically kind of in spring like it, you know summer hasn't kicked in yet so people are still around people are still you know home um, they're not traveling they're not vacationing it's it's now it's the middle of August people are st- it's still summer you know people are still at the beach people are still going on road trips it's people are still not home you know or or doing other things outside going to amusement parks going whatever i mean there are so many other things going on right now that i can i I can see why you know you'd have free comic book day closer to the spring than you would in the middle of summer
0: yeah and ironically it probably would have been safer to have it in may
2: than it would right now yeah yeah you're, you're not wrong I always feel like Free Comic Book Day kind of kicked off comic book summer. It it, it was always centered around – or a, a lot of times it was very close to, say, like a movie release mm-hmm. or, you know, like a – Yeah,
0: you're right. you was something bigger to tie into it. Yeah. So it sort of just brought everything together. Well that was whereas, whereas in the middle of August it was just a little random.
1: That was the other thing too, is Marvel and DC a lot of times used it as a launch pad for their summer crossovers. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know Man. what they tried to do this year if they had any plan at all and just were like, whatever. You know, we're already in the middle of our our stuff. Mm-hmm. So
2: No and um And not only that, but I think that just got people excited for, I mean, you know, the kind of, I don't want to say it, it it doesn't, it doesn't kick off con season, but con season starts in the spring and goes throughout the summer. And I mean, well, let's face it, con season is basically year round now, but the, the big cons traditionally were in the summer, you know, obviously San Diego, uh, heroes con, um, I think Emerald city, was kind of in the spring leading into the summer. Um, what else? Uh, C2E2. So a lot of these shows, a lot of these spring slash summer shows, I think that also kind of, it's, it's, it's like this whole machine and all these, all these cogs, you know, they, they all t- help each other turn and it, it feeds the machine, you know, and it, it just keeps everybody going. It's like, keeps the momentum going, keeps you excited for comics throughout the entire summer between you know cons, free comic book day, uh summer blockbusters, um uh, the the traditional comic book event, summer event. You know, it's all these things that used to happen and now it seems like everything is just kind of disjointed.
0: Yeah, that's the the new normal.
1: You know, it's a little bit of a rough patch back there, you know, but we'll get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what's another what's a you know what what 18 months that's nothing you know come on
2: <laughs> yeah we can do it well why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some actual comics this week's episode of comic book pit is brought to you by thriftberg do you need a gift that's more interesting than a gift card are you looking to reclaim a piece of your childhood? Thriftburg is your online stop for all things vintage and nostalgic. From the 1950s to the 1990s, they have everything from retro kitchen, dining, and barware to action figures, games, books, pop culture, collectibles, and more. Comic Book Pit listeners also get 10% off their purchase of $20 or more with coupon code comic book pit. That's all one word comic book pit so visit thriftburg.com and check out their hundreds of unique vintage items. <laughs> All right, and we're back and yes, you know, so, uh, so speaking of summer, I think one of the most amazing summers I ever had was the summer when the Michael Keaton Jack Nicholson Batman movie was released. That was that that was that was literally the summer of Batman. It was. I remember that. I, I may I still have
1: that. I may still have a bag of nacho chips with a Batman logo on it.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, it was. I mean, Batmania. I mean, just the the fervor for the movie. I mean, I must have had at least a half dozen different Batman slash Joker t-shirts mm-hmm. that I would wear that I, I had in my weekly rotation. And then, uh, you know, seeing the movie, I probably saw the movie a half dozen times. It was just, it was amazing. That was.
0: It was a big deal. It was. Uh, personally, it was, I, I can only recall, I think less than a handful of times, my father has gone to a movie theater, to see a movie, but he took me to see that That Batman back in '89. And it was just, I remember afterwards, he was like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, you're like, that was
2: the best thing ever. Yeah.
0: He's like, I just remember him saying, like, it could have been like three hours long to accommodate everything it was trying to do. Like, that was his complaint that it was just too much was crammed into it. It was just Mm. like, yeah. Dear man. Like I said, this stuff's lost on him. So, (laughs) but good for him for taking me. I appreciate it. Although in, now I want us to start a movie,
2: a superhero movie review segment starring your dad. Yeah. So <laughs> we, got, we, we got to make that happen.
0: <laughs> It'd um, be quick. It'd be real quick <laughs> <you> at
2: <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, a couple, it wasn't too much long. Was it uh, two years later, three years later, when they brought out Batman Returns? I'll say ninety one. I guess that would be what two years later. Okay. Yep. And that was equally great. If maybe not as
0: great as the first one. Not as great. It was good. exciting. It was exciting because yeah. like the news would cover this stuff. I remember seeing like I was like, previews on the news and stuff about this thing and I, like I was actually on the front page of the North Hills News
1: for the Batman premiere. Like, and I was on the news that night too. somebody. It was crazy. (laughs) Here's my here's my Batman Returns story real quick is I was at the Art Institute and they commissioned students to do murals to hang up for the premiere. And so I I got in on that and we were invited to stand outside the premiere. We weren't invited to watch a movie. You know, with all the big wigs, yeah. but we were allowed to stand outside with them. So I got my mug on TV and and in the on the front page news. So, nice. Yeah, that's my So there was a
0: Pittsburgh premiere for Batman Returns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the Who were Ke- the big wigs? Michael Keaton. Oh, duh. Yeah. And that other guy, <laughs> we talk about him all the time, but. Uh... Christopher Walken. No, the um, yeah. artist uh, uh, Ron. Ron, Ron Friends. Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing Ron Friends there because he like pointed at it's like, eh.
0: yeah, we're like, man, he gets <laughs> all this stuff. That's neat. I didn't even, I, I totally didn't even make the connection.
1: Yeah, I still have that newspaper. I, I'd have to dig it out.
2: Oh, please do. Yeah.
1: But the reason we are seen is because my friend and I were standing on the handrail. Above everyone else. so like you could literally see us in the frame because we were standing over everyone.
2: <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. well, oh, so there. the reason I bring all that up is because, for me, I've been looking forward to this uh, since it was announced a few months ago. Batman eighty nine. It's the return to the to the uh, Tim Burton world of Gotham City and Batman in comic book form and written by Sam Hamm, who is the screenwriter of Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he's joined by Mm -hmm. uh, artist Joe Canones, who's he's no slouch. You know, I, I saw some, some preview pages and some character sketches, and I was very excited for this.
0: Yes, I was too.
2: And then I read it. Uh oh,
0: I did too. Uh oh.
2: (laughs) And I'm probably still going to keep reading it, but I, I just, it was kind of a
0: letdown. It was a little underwhelming, yes. Um, on all fronts. On all fronts, like I too saw the preview art in the sketches and stuff. I was like, "Ooh, that looks sharp!" Like I'm not interested in that, but it didn't translate to the pages itself. Like, I don't know if it's coloring or let me look at these credits and see how many people are involved I, in this. I do
2: think, yes, I, I agree that. And I, I think it's I, the color.
0: Yes. And mm-hmm. I, and
2: we're not the only ones that have, I, I've seen some other people say that it's, it's just overcolored. colored that. it just the color just does not help out the art,
1: which is yeah, a shame I, because the, it's like when Frank Miller did his comics and they over colored them. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty much,
0: yeah. But and, I don't think this one's going to stand like having like an ironic standing of the test of time. <laughs> For me, the
2: the other thing and with just the, the the writing was just kind of clunky. It was just it just didn't just didn't read well. And and I I, I looked up his credits, Sam Hamm and he's only written one other comic story and that was over 30 years ago. Was hmm. it Batman 600? It was yes, it was the one where like uh, or was it no, it was a detective comics Or Detective 600, yeah. 627 yeah, where it was um he went up against some guy like named Hooded Hooded Justice or it was some guy with like a yeah. Like a hang like a hangman's hood.
1: I remember that one because I all too I too was like this should be great and I was not impressed with that issue. I still remember it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean clearly the guy's got some writing chops because he's you know he's he's done some professional writing and you know the fact that he hasn't he hasn't written a comic in over 30 years and even he only wrote one, it was either one issue or one. I think it was like a maybe a story arc or something. But that was it. Why did they think that he would be great for this coming, you know, coming
0: back to it? I mean, thirty I guess years the later? Of, of being the guy that wrote those originals. There's some continuity there, as far yeah. as yeah. So I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. It it was a little underwhelming. I'll it's six issues, so whatever. It's not mm-hmm. like you might as well. But, you know, if we ride it out to see if we like it or not, by the time we really get an idea, it's going to be over anyway. So I might as well just...
2: Yeah. Like I said, I I want to like it. I want to give it a chance. I'll at least read another issue. I was curious because I think leading up to this, they made it sound like, oh, this was going to focus more on Harvey Dent. Which I thought, okay, cool. Because we really, we didn't get... Any of him in Batman Returns, right. and he had a very small role in the first Batman. Yes. So is it is it actually he, Lando? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it prominently does focus on Harvey Dent. Okay. Yes. And it, it's it's a good
2: it's a good likeness. Like it, it's it's not. I mean, the, the the nice thing about the artist Joe Canone is is that he can capture the likeness of a lot of these actors without it looking like it's been like photo traced yeah
0: yeah that's that's a rare skill all right um i i had
1: one other dumb question because i didn't get to read it but does it follow the same um you know same history as the movie so the joker had fallen like what you know is it part yeah does it pick up after that
0: thanks or pose I just, what do you think this falls? I'd say po- it's post returns because all gray and shit. Okay. Yeah, I would
2: agree because because they well, well, first of all, I I would Maybe have to reread it, Scott. but I um I would have to reread it because but I I don't think they give a lot
0: of obvious oh, nice.
2: a lot of obvious wow. hints as to
0: see the temples on Bruce Wayne.
2: Yeah, and that is Billy D, man. Yeah, so yeah.
0: it's like post returns, but as if uh. Forever and what was the other one? And Robin. Batman, and, and Robin, yeah. As, as if the two, as if it's, it's the Keaton verse, yeah. So to speak. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. It's it's definitely post the first one because there are references to there's like there's a a, a group of people that like kind of uh, have idolized the, like themselves after the Joker. Like they they dress as the Joker and paint themselves up like the Joker. It's like a cult of Jokers. Um, but I don't know if this is, um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's post Batman Returns as well. Yeah. Like he's you said, the age, right? Yeah. He's, they, they draw him like and color him like he's got some graying temples. Um, Bruce Wayne. So the one thing I thought was interesting is there, um, Barbara Gordon's in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she is a. She's a police officer with the Gotham PD, and she is dating Harvey Dent. Hmm. So there's uh, some interesting things going on there. Um, There's a lot. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of Harvey Dent story in this and a lot of. uh, uh, Yeah, you just definitely see a lot more Harvey Dent in this. I tell you like the, the one thing that kind of took me out of it and it, it's such a minor thing but again because to me this is this is from the Keaton verse this is from the movies is that when they rep when they um, draw and color Batman his eyes are white.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. they're like really big too oh yeah.
2: yeah instead of like in the movies you just saw his eyeballs
0: yeah it's like the action figure
2: right but the I mean everything else about the costume is is spot on, but the fact that you see but his, his eyes are white is just kind of weird to me
0: yeah it, it's a, it's a choice i that's why it's completely how big the eyes were mm-hmm. I mean it's like okay, they're white, that's cool, but man they're they're very large. it's like the same size hole but instead of like seeing an eyeball with a bunch of mascara it's just white
2: right
1: yeah that's weird that's a miss to me too you know like if you're gonna make it batman 89 you gotta that that seems to be the defining feature of the character Mm
0: -hmm. do you see see that scott
1: yeah yeah that is kind of i mean it's like it makes it cleaner but it's also like you're trying to recapture something, you know, so, like, you capture it the way it is.
0: There's some sh- scenes where, like, they're different sizes. Well. Oh. But, yeah, I don't know, I'll, I'll stick with it for now. I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes. It's going to introduce, like, the. I guess if, like, Michael Keaton would have stuck around, this is may have been the direction it went. Yeah. One of the Wayans was going to play Robin. And that's that looks correct. Like the model they're using for who they're going to introduce here.
2: Well, the other thing that's interesting is that early, early on in this issue, they've they're obviously going to introduce him as at some point as Two Face because they've already introduced him flipping a coin. Yes. So that's kind of what I'm sticking around for to see how they, you know how they're going to how that would have happened in the the course of events.
0: Yeah, I I don't know the how. I know I've seen solicitations for I think like issue 3. He's okay. on the cover as as Two-Face. I would have
2: liked to have seen Tim Burton's take on it because he's he's so good at doing things like that like the the weird and creepy. You know, I I think mm-hmm. he would have done a really cool Two Face. Agreed. So the only thing, uh, the only last thing I'm going to mention is, uh, you know, I'm flipping through my my digital copy of this, and the very last page is a spotlight on the the kind of sister series that's going to be coming out soon, Superman seventy eight.
0: Yeah, and take a look at. I want you, I'm glad you that's in your book. Is it the picture of him like flying at the viewer?
2: No, these are like character. It's like five pages or five. Uh, they look like oh, five pages of okay. like, like character sketches.
0: The DC Nation Spotlight. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I. Like I said, these all look good and look nice. And, and I'll pick this up too. But then I look, there's like a house ad for it. Mm-hmm where he's, like, flying at the the viewer, and I think his hand's a little too small. (laughs) Like, far be it for me to be, like, an art critic, like, particularly when it comes to that type of stuff, but Dan, I know you can't see it, but Scott, does that fist coming at the viewer look a little tiny?
1: It does look a little tiny. Yeah.
0: It's like Superman's looking like that Kristen Wiig character. Well, I mean, even just just comparing uh, his... Lawrence Welk show
1: you know just just looking at the image itself and looking at one fist compared to the other and they appear to be about the same size yeah and And it should be
0: like three feet in front of his face
1: yeah three feet closer to the camera so it should be
0: bigger yeah so that gives me that gives me pause because like I got suckered in by the, the pre you know the sketches and stuff for this Batman book like I'm about to get the rug pulled out for me on this Superman one as well. <laughs> yeah, I've I'm, I'm
2: I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic uh, because I'm I like the creative team, so I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed.
0: You just just uh, temper my expectations. Right.
2: Yeah. Yep. And hope they they don't overcolor it. <laughs>
0: <like they did. laughs> Because, like, that art, that, that Joe Canone's art, like, you look on, like, Instagram, and it's, like, it's probably all digital, but it's almost got, like, a charcoal feel, you know, that, like, um, mm-hmm. like that black pencil where there's, like, that grit and stuff mm-hmm. to the shadows and stuff. I was, like, oh, that looks really sharp. I like, I- I'm interested in that. And then you get the book, and it's, like, it's a little too polished and, I don't know. Yeah. Rendered.
2: Yeah, they, they should have maybe given it a little bit of a kind of a worn gritty look similar to, I mean, I mean, Burton's Gotham was very, very iconic. Yeah. And it's, and it's how, you know, even during the the scenes that were during the day, everything was overcast, you know, and just, uh, and how the entire city was like this kind of art deco madness. You know, I mean, it just. uh Yeah. The the city was almost its own character. So I I kind of wish they had.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't really follow like a uh. It's like there's no set palette for the color. Right. Exactly. It, I you know someone who's as color dumb as me would have colored it like this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It does seem very, kind of it's kind of amateur hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like it's a little harsh, but I, I do. You're not wrong. Well, when you're right, for, you're right. Well, let,
2: let let me let me qualify that. I'll say it's it's for for this story, for this type of story, it seem it just doesn't seem right. seems yeah. Amateurish. That yeah. they should have, like you said, they should have had a, a a better color palette thought out for it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: I blame the I blame the art director on it. For, for not instructing the colorist correctly
0: there you go there I'll stick I up feel there. like you're, you're jagging but there's some truth to that statement there is the, I'm
1: just sticking up for the colorist, because they pro- maybe they weren't even told how to color you know like hey we're trying that to do a period piece sure yeah so
0: yeah I agree you know there, there needs to be direction. you can't just let someone to their own devices but and then this was a digital first book correct? Hmm. Uh,
2: I don't know. I, th- I think it was originally going to be, and then I thought it was, okay. I thought it was put out in, in just regular okay. print.
0: Cause sometimes I've read digital first books in like the page layouts have a weird uh, disconnect to them mm. because they were, you're looking at like what was two pages on a digital, like stacked on top of one another. i I can't say really that's the that, that's the story with this book. Some of these layouts aren't, like, stacked, like, you know, don't look stacked like that. But they do, some of them do kind of have, like, a set division line between the top and the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. But hard to say. This one's kind of splashy. But I don't know. Yeah, except with uh, the, the hype coming into it, I, it didn't quite live up to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably about all we could say about it. I mean, just fingers crossed for the for future issues that it uh, digs itself out of this hole that we have put it in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, here's here's another an, another reality though is maybe they tried to color it like a nine a nineteen eighty nine book. You know, when they were getting into new palettes and they went crazy. You know, like there was a time. Yeah. I think it was a few more years later, but they they went obnoxious with color because they were like, Oh, look
0: at all the stuff we can do and Yeah, it's a few years later. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about, and there's yeah. a lot of artists, artists that I adored that were ruined by mm-hmm.
2: computer coloring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When 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 people discovered Photoshop, it was just like it was yeah. at, at the Prefail. time it was the best, but now it was
0: like oof. Yeah. That's it's, the worst. Yeah, like to quote uh, the great Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, you so busy to focus on if you could, you never stop to consider if you should. <laughs> yep. I think I it that Yeah, first, that's good. Nope, yeah.
2: That's that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, Duke, what do you got for us? Uh, beyond the breach.
1: I'm just I feel like I should yell everything because my mic's not that great. So <laughs> beyond the breach. From AfterShock Comics. Um, I don't know. It looked. I, I forget why this piqued my interest, except that it kind of looked like a like a BPRD kind of book. And so I gave it a shot, um, and it it really does read like BPRD. It's a um, uh, this woman is. At first, well, I'll say I was confused by it, but here let me tell you tell you who wrote and drew it. Um, Ed Brison wrote it, and uh, Damien Cotirio, Chiro drew it. and um, but it, it's a real simple story, very straightforward. Um, this woman is driving kind of yelling at like her ex in the car. And initially, I thought, you know, uh, like a bolt of lightning kind of hits the car, It kind of like the whole sky lights up. And at first, I thought she was transported to another world, but it was actually the opposite. Another world was transported to her. So she's in like a California redwood forest and all these Cthulhu looking monsters have arrived on the scene. And pretty much start eating everyone, you know, and, like, attacking everything. And, um, you know, she's just in the middle of it. Like, she's trying to make sense out of it. And, uh, they, 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 they don't really hold back on, like, the, you know, like, some of the gore. Like, um, but there's this little boy that she tries to help. And, you know, I'll give you the first issue spoiler, but, um. By the end of the issue, he gets eaten. And it's like, wait, is he supposed to get eaten? Because I thought... Whoops. And and I don't know. And that's the hook for issue two, because you're kind of left wondering, like, well, wait a minute, is this kid dead? You know, I mean, did he get gulped? You know, maybe he's gulped and he's still alive in there. You know, I don't know. So you're kind of left wondering if if the kid's going to make it or not. But it doesn't look good, considering uh, you know, what else has already occurred in the book. And, um, and it's, and that's it, you know, it's real. I, I kind of, I don't know if I thought there'd be a little more meat to the story, but it's pretty much like, Hey, uh, we really wanted to do like a BPRD kind of story. Um, you know, or a Cthulhu, you know, madness kind of thing. So, but I, I, I enjoyed it. It, the art itself actually reminded me of, um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name but um, he worked for Malibu back in the day and his name's Kyle something. Um,
2: oh Kyle the guy Kyle Hotz?
1: yeah Hotz. yep and that's what the art the art kind of has that that kind of uh, look to it.
2: Um, yeah I'm, I'm looking at the preview pages it looks really good and and I like I mean not only the art but <laughs> since the we mark talking about coloring in the last book. I'm, the the colors look great in this one.
1: Yeah, the colors are great. The store, you know, I like a balanced story. I don't like books that are too wordy or too too or not enough wordy. And this one actually had a good balance. You know, it it passes the flip test when I go into a store and flip through it. I don't want to feel like either one is uh, overwhelming. Um, you know, so I was like, all right, I'll check it out. You know, and and it was uh. It, an enjoyable first issue. The the monsters are horrible and unique, which I'll give them that credit too, you know? Because a lot of times they just end up looking like somebody else's creations, you know? But they actually... I felt like they found some new ways to make, uh, you know, nightmare monsters, so... Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I'm kind of... I, I think I'll stick around, see where it goes. They also... You know, in, in, like, with a touch of anime and, uh, or even going back to Longshot, the Longshot miniseries from the 80s. But they, they acquired a, a little furry friend who, you know, if you ever read the Longshot series, you don't know if that's friend or foe. So, um, it remains to be seen. So I, I, I dug it. I, th- I, I dug it. I'll give it a positive, um, you know, and it's an underground, you know, let's give a shout out, you know, to Aftershock doing, you know, I think mm-hmm. Aftershock's doing some good
0: stuff,
2: so. Yeah, I might, Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to read this, it, it looks pretty good, so I'm going yeah. to give was it a Was that shot. title
0: again,
1: Scott? Beyond the Breach. <laughs> Beyond the Breach. Yeah, I feel like I got to say it that way.
2: I was like, yeah, you, you, you can only read it if you say it like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there is also a uh, backup story in it. Uh, it's just a preview, but it's a Rainbow Bridge, and it's just another launch for, um, you know, for an aftershock title.
2: Oh, it's we, more of a we got a, <laughs> we got a uh, a review copy of that one. I'm not sure if I can read that one because it's about. Uh, the, I think the 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 premise is, what if, um, you know, like it, it's it's about someone who loses their pet but it's like what if you could go on one last adventure with your pet yeah that's it yeah I'm like uh I don't know yeah lost too many pets to you know to do that one
1: yeah you're right this one might be a tearjerker but uh yeah
2: Yeah. I'll probably read it but I'm gonna have a box of tissues next to me (laughs) so yeah that's that's it check it out
0: I see what you mean Scott by that uh that little boy.
1: Yeah, it's like what the heck?
0: That's that's a cliffhanger if I've ever seen one.
1: Because the monster speaks to him. Well I kinda left that out, but he the monster actually apes like uh you know like so the boy hears his father calling him and it's like whoa what? And then and then he's dead. And it's like wait
0: we need more yeah. explanation. <laughs> so What's funny is the backup story. Uh, it, it's not a backup story; it's just a preview. Yeah, it's just a Rainbow preview. Review. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's quite the different art uh, style. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like a, a backup story in that sense. What's tough with a story like that, with the uh, the pet thing, and it's all it's all cutie, so it, like it ropes you in. Right, and, and then it hits you. Yeah. yeah, and
1: that preview looks like about a page away from something terrible happening. So, yeah. you know,
2: kind of like it reminded me of uh, it, it, in in the like the, the the mood of it or whatever it re- reminded me of uh, uh, We Three.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we, was a uh, book. We Three. Was oh, I forget blue. what it was called. I saw it. It was one of the preview books we get sent. And uh, they are it was about do- like the characters were like talking dogs and it was like almost like a Disney looking art style. And I was thumbing through it. And then at the end of the issue, like one of the dogs was murdered. Like I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this book? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is sad. Like, I kind of dig that it's got that cartoon style. And it took that twist, but they're dogs. And I can't I can't read a dog getting murdered. Like, I, I just yeah. can't. Like,
2: yeah, I can't. I can't I'm it. sure
0: there's comeuppance, but I still can't do it.
2: Hmm. I haven't, I even said to my, said to my wife, so we, we, we have a dog, we have a, a, a pit bull mix and you know, we love him to death. And of course, once you become the parent of a, any, almost any dog breed, you immediately start following all kinds of like Facebook pages and Instagram accounts for that breed and other dogs or just dog or pet in general, whatever Facebook pages and, And I'm like, I got to stop following all all these Pitbull rescue pages because they're heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so many, like, because I I want them all, you know? (laughs) I want to rescue them all and take care of them. And I'm like, this is, it's killing me. I'm like, I got to stop. I got to start unfollowing some of these things because they're just too depressing. I'm just like, "Uh, I'm just going to write you a check. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best I can do. All right, well, well that was though. sad. Yeah. I was yeah. Say, <laughs> now that we're all ready to cry. <laughs> um. All right. Well, does anyone have any? Uh, Do we miss anything? Any? Any? Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, wrap it up?
0: I just real quick, because um, Scott hasn't seen it yet. I liked the Suicide Squad. I thought it was good. Oh, My happy. thought was. As did I. He, I, I thought James Gunn did a very good job with a um, – what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, um, but it's a whole bunch of people. Uh, no, there's a word for it. Ensemble. Um, thank you. Like an ensemble cast and, and all these like new characters and sort of just like introducing them to – giving you what you need to know and s- somehow making it, them feel like you know them too. Like, not only have you just met them but he gave you enough of them so that you know what you need to know and you get what they're about and, and it's fine. And it made me wonder, could this movie could have worked without that last one? You know, that last one like is what it is mm-hmm. like by having at least gotten that out of the way, does it just like open up the path for this or is it just, and then I started thinking about guardians of the galaxy and it's like, well, that was like a bunch I that was like five characters that were brand new and we're each given their proper introductions and and developed. So I was like, maybe it is just, he's just better at that. So I don't know, food for thought. I haven't really decided one way or the other in my mind, like did it take advantage of being the second one out the gate or is it just better, a better all around product overall? Hmm. Um, I would say it's maybe a little
2: column A, a little column B. I mean, I, I, I think he, he already has a proven track record in telling stories and making movies with, with completely ridiculous characters and making us care about them. But he also, you know, as far as the suicide squad, yes, he kind of got the bad one out of the way. And so anything he did out, anything that came after that was going to be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. But I think, but I also think he's just he's a talented director, and he he gets yeah yeah he he, he probably makes actors and actresses feel comfortable because I, I I think he gets the best out of them, and he 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 really turns the cast into a family, like on and off screen. You know. That's a good. That's a good take. Yeah. He had that,
0: and then I'm, I'm think of like the Guardians movies in this movie. There definitely is that camaraderie within uh, within like of the characters. Hmm. Um. That 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 and it's very uh, natural feeling. It doesn't feel forced or anything. Yeah. Yeah. The first one, it just.
2: The first one, I always to, to me, it just felt like from beginning to end, it just felt like a video game that. You yeah. had no control over and you had to, you know, you had to yeah. see through to the end. It just felt like a, like just a garbage video game. And I, uh, I, I didn't care about anybody in it.
0: Yeah. And I I think it was a hatchet job too. I think there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen that took that movie and, and sliced it and diced it and tried to make it something. But so who knows, maybe there is a good version of it that sits somewhere out there, but
2: yeah. I think be, because that that the first one came on the heels of Guardians, I, I think they were trying to make their own version of it because do you, do you remember, do you remember the trailers for it? Trailers were amazing. Yeah, the trailers yeah. seemed like no, a lot yeah. of fun. And, and even me as like a kind of a, a very skeptical DC movie viewer, even I was like, well, damn, that looks like fun. I'm going to watch that.
0: And then I watched the it. First, yeah, the first like forty minutes is like the trailer. Even the look of it is like the trailer. And then the rest is like, um, I don't know. Is, is very is more like Snyder, verse. Like I couldn't decide what it wanted to be. I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I feel with the first. I'm not, not going to go back and relitigate the original Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm sure, we did that hundred episodes ago. But.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's a movie that's been reviewed and torn apart and picked apart up and down for the past few years so yeah there's nothing new we could say about it but
0: yeah you know but when Scott, comparing what, I was gonna say, watch the new one Scott Well, I will Yeah, yeah in comparison it, it's, it's an unfair comparison yeah I don't, I don't know if that's where you're going with this Dan you know you're starting to talk about comparing
1: that's what I would say is I don't think they're comparable like I, I wouldn't even I won't even try honestly I'll just mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like when uh you know like trying to compare you're reading your you're reading a comic book and a new writer artist team joins the team and then you like that one and it's like you don't sit there and try to go all well, it's better now oh, maybe you do you know maybe some people do but mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's it's, it's one of those things it's it's a different yeah you know it's a, it's a different painter you know different artist creating a you know the the material so. It's hard to compare them.
2: I think it's just you know, and, and, and it's obviously artist subjective. There are people out there that defend that movie to, with their dying breaths, and and the, and then obviously people don't like it, but there are, there are people out there that, that legitimately like it, and and yes. there were people yeah. that legitimately didn't like the new one.
0: So I, I heard that story it was at the Comic Book store on Sunday and I overheard someone telling a story where it wasn't the, the person telling the story that had that point of view, I don't think. But I guess it was like their they watched it with their dad and and the dad liked the first one more. Which oh, wow. I get it, tonally they're different, they're very different. Um so I guess the dad likes stuff that's just more
2: Yeah. Well I think bland. you know <laughs> when,
0: when, well, well, that's the other thing. Again, when
2: you when you compare the two, the first one, I guess you would say it was just more of a straightforward superhero action movie. Whereas the second one, well, or not superhero, but comic book action movie. The second one was that, but also it had James Gunn's his 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 artistic like his flair his like his, you know, I, I don't want to give any or say much yeah. about it. I don't know.
0: I don't I know, if you know say what like, I mean. like, you yes. Do you like a Joe Kubert comic or do you like a Jack Kirby comic? Right. Like
2: it's like there were there there were a lot of James Gunn did a lot more with it visually. He 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 really experimented more and just did way more because yeah. it's a visual medium and he really took advantage of a lot of things and did a lot of some things didn't land but i feel like a, a, most of it i felt it felt appropriate for the random goofiness of the movie yeah so i'll i'll be interested to see what see what scott thinks when he's when he sees it yeah <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to reconvene
0: after he watches it yeah, when He catches it in 2 years on TNT on a saturday yeah.
2: afternoon <laughs>
1: yeah
2: pretty much but, you know, I don't I don't rewatch here, DC movies ever, but I might actually rewatch this one. Well,
1: this is a this is going to be a dumb question. I I already know this is going to be a dumb question, but should I watch which should I watch first, that or Black Widow?
0: I still haven't seen Black Widow, oh. so I, I Oh, okay.
2: Know. Yeah, same here. Oh, all right. Okay. Um I would just say whichever whichever one you have access to first. Okay. Yeah. I've if they had made Black Widow available on Disney Plus and not made it thirty dollars to rent. Right, right. I probably would have watched it. Yeah, but yeah. um, you know, as opposed to upgrading my HBO Max to for a measly five dollars from oh, the, yeah from nine ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine, so you could get Suicide Squad. Okay, that's all I did, you know. And so I'm like, uh, I must yeah. already have that package because I didn't have to do anything. I I've been
0: yeah. getting all the the. The new movies
2: yeah i i subscribed to it at like just the basic level but suicide squad was only available if you had the next level which was like i said it's a five dollar upgrade so i'm like okay there you go five bucks so but yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay thirty dollars to watch black widow in the comfort of my own home as much as i want to watch it in the comfort of my own home just um, wait because it'll be on it'll be on eventually yeah, I, I think I think in I, I read in it's going to be free for all subscribers in October. Whoa. I didn't want to wait that long,
0: but I guess I will. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. Well, on that note, I do need to uh, head out.
2: Okay, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, just want to let everyone know since we haven't said stuff like this in a while, uh, you can find this. Sh- Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the show episodes on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and a lot more podcatchers. You can help us out and rate and review Comic Book Pit. Just takes a moment and a five star rating or review goes a long way in helping other people discover the show. And you can support the show by joining our patreon checking out our Spreadshop store or making a one-time donation in any amount to our ko-fi account and all links for uh, links for all of those are listed in our show notes and we also have a link tree out there so that's all i've got all righty all right well this has been episode 388 of the comic book pit podcast i'm dan And with me tonight, we've got Silent Scott. Sir, yes, sir. (laughs) And Jared. March to 400. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.